This morning we will be having a guest speaker all the way from Jakarta, Pastor Kurnia. And I'm, I believe that this morning God has sent His servant all the way from Jakarta to Sydney. Uh, I'm sure there is a special message for us all. Who believes in that? Praise God. So Pastor Kunia is a senior pastor of uh, Victoria Church in Jakarta. Let me pass on the stage to Pastor Kurnia. Hallelujah. This is an amazing morning because this is the first time that I meet all of you again after such a long time. I actually forgot uh, when was the last time that we met uh, with, the pa with Pastor August, but I know that we all will see each other um, in the future somehow. And this morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, in this amazing morning, I just wanted to take us all to look at the Word of God. And it's only because of God's grace that I have traveled so far. Probably those of you who know me for quite some time, you know how I have went through such a long process from uh, of pinched nerves. Um, a bit of a testimonial. I've never dreamt of being a senior pastor. Probably I have similar um, stories with Pastor August. We were both um, executives, and now we're all, we're both also um, a servant of God. I never dreamt of the fact that when I was touched in year 1974, my heart was pushing me to be. A medical student, but God has told me to become a, um, a pastor, and I have the passion to serve God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, it's been so long that I try to leave my capacity as a pastor, but praise God. Today, I have gone through so many um, experiences. You won't believe it because when you see me standing here, I have been patched from top to the bottom. I had pinched nerves and since 1983. And at that time, medical wasn't as advanced as now. And so I had to hunch a bit. And those of you who know, uh, if you come from Jakarta, you have heard of this um, great surgeon, Sipagyok. We had to line up until like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning just to see him. And at that time, 
he only diagnosed me with rheumatic because I was still young and and I was just a pastor, right? But afterwards, they found out that I had a pinched nerve, and he said that if I don't get the surgery, then I will be disabled. So it was quite a difficult decision, and then I had I made my decision, and I had the surgery, and it went well. And in the year 2004, because I was a bit embarrassed when I walk with, uh, you know, with my wife, when we carry like large luggage, um, I had another pinched nerves, and so I had to go through another surgery again. And in the year 2008, and they connected my nerves and. If today I can still be standing here today, I can say that God is great. Because in the year 2008, there was a human error during the surgery. And at that time, after the surgery, it was good. But there was a bit of complication that was left there. And I had to have another operation a week after my operation it was exactly on the 13th of august and 21st of august when i had the second um, surgery and at that time my, my leg was still um, numb but i can say that i'm so grateful to god and if in the year 2011 all of a sudden my arm and my neck started to have pain sensation and they thought that the disc out of my um, spine uh, was broken and so they replaced they had to replace the disc spinal disc and I know today that I can feel the passion I never lose my passion for God because However, many times that I have to go through those surgeries, I have that passion to work in my life. And there was a text that came in that might be good to remind us how great passion is. A ballerina, her name is Alfonso. She is known as the great ballerina and she was 19 years old when she wasn't even a ballerina, a well-known ballerina back then. Alicia was diagnosed of having a yeah, that she got damage in her eyes and, and no surgery can, uh, can fix her eyes but with that kind of situation, she it didn't um, take away of uh, Alicia's passion in dancing, and she continued to dance, and in her mind, she continued to uh, to relieve her whole body, and there is always lightings and everything every time she. Um, 
there have been plays in certain locations so that she can uh, she can always always remember where exactly she is dancing and she can continue to dance until the world has known her as being a well-known ballerina and her name is a, a prime ballerina even though her condition might not be the same as before but she said there is passion there is great passion that Alicia's got a lot of people can probably stop our dreams or crush our dreams but uh, even though people and conditions might crush our dreams but we are the ones who are able to move on and continue to move forward so based on this uh, passage uh, I would like to take all of you to meditate about do you know that the devil exists because they're passionate the devil is quite passionate how can the devil be so passionate that have been uh, the fact is that look at the amount of work that he has done His work is not only outside churches, but it's also within churches. So you can imagine and remember how the devil has such passion. Let's, let us all this morning to give thanks. I'm so grateful to be able to meet you all. Tell your neighbors, be passionate. Um, I'm so glad that Gideon has such great passion. We haven't met each other for so long. Um, let us take a look at the passage in Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Let us take a look at verse 7. Let us read it all together. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. And war broke out in heaven. Isn't that weird? When I read it again, and war broke out in heaven. Do we want to go to heaven or hell? 
there was a war in heaven. If you think about it, in this world, there has been so many wars, right? Isn't it tiring that we have wars in the world? But I was so shocked when it says that there was a war in heaven. How can there be a war in heaven? It was so unexpected all of a sudden. And so let's take a look at. Even I try to look at other past um, translations and whatnot, and it was true that there was a war in heaven. So let us take a look at how can how can the devil cause a war in heaven? Because there was something that's amazing. The devil has something that I've learned from the Bible. How they, even though they have been defeated, but they never accept that defeat. He never have and he never give up. And in the dictionary of the, the devil, there is no such thing as being defeated or disappointment. The devil never have that those uh, things called disappointment. They always have the passion, and what we read uh, just then, it become a prophecy. How our Creator, God who is amazing, the God of Creator, He. He doesn't. Uh, he he's not ashamed of declaring the fact that the devil will um, cause a war to break out in heaven. I want us to look at how far can I say the fact that the devil is passionate. That let's see. We're all. Who are here today? We are also passionate. If not, then we won't be here today. Let us take a look at Revelation, first twelve, uh, chapter twelve, verse thirteen. Let us all read it out together. Now, when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth. He persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. Now, when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, so the dragon didn't realize that he has already been casted onto the earth, and he doesn't have any access to heaven anymore. Do you think that the dragon has access to he uh, to heaven? Tell your neighbors. Be careful that the dragon has an office in heaven. If we take a look at Job chapter one, Job chapter one. 
chapter 1, verse 6. Job chapter 1 verse 6 Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them When does the devil comes when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord So when God's children come to the Lord hey the devil's um more excited and they were there too maybe the ashes are uh, maybe your the ashes are asking oh welcome welcome where are you from but before I continue on tell your neighbors is there anyone uh, take a look at your neighbors was is there anyone that was not invited in here I believe they're all humans right and you're not humans, uh, uh, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Verse 6 said, now that Satan was also came among them. Chapter 2, Job chapter 2, verse 1 says, Again, there was a day when the Son of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. This Satan also wants to come with them. So Satan can also present themselves before the Lord. So what differentiate us as God's children and the Satan? Let us take a look at uh, Revelation chapter 12 again. The dragon, as soon as he realized that he has been cast to the earth, The, um, the Bible says in verse 13 Now let's take a look at verse 13. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. Who is this dragon? Let us take a look at verse 3. It started with Revelation chapter 12 verse 3. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon 
having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. So John, when he was uh, that he was casted away, he managed. Uh, he didn't lose his uh, passion. Within his sufferings, he received um, he received a vision from God because sufferings can give John to listen to God's uh, voice. And there was a, a sign, a great fiery red dragon. There's going to be a dragon that's going to come out. And even myself, until now, I still have not seen a dragon before. Has any of you seen a dragon before? Apart from the just pictures and whatnot. Obviously, we know what dragon looks like through pictures. But it, in this passage, it says that uh, John saw a sign appearing of a great fiery red dragon Take a look at verse 4. I don't want us to be passive, but let us all be involved. And let's read together. Revelation chapter 12, verse 4. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon... So John saw the tail drew a third of the stars of heaven. And I thought about it. Maybe when we were little, we imagined, you know, the stars are little, so tiny up there. But we can all see that one star might be a lot bigger than the Earth, the planet Earth. So just imagine, what does that mean? That his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven. Let us take a look at Revelation chapter 12 and see how Satan is really passionate. Let us take a look at Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And Daniel has prophesied the fact that the wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. So those who are righteous, they will shine like stars forever and ever. 
don't be satisfied of bringing people to church, but let us all guide them into righteousness because they will become like the stars. Let's go back to Revelation uh, chapter 12, verse 4. The tail can become a third of the stars of heaven. So this star represents the people that have been anointed by God. Those people that have been gathered and touched by God to bring many to see righteousness. And Jesus is the path of righteousness. So these people that have been used by God, in verse 4, it has been prophesied the fact that Just a tail can be uh, can defeat the stars. If we have heard of the fall of uh, God's servants, there have been always be uh, news and everything. But the only thing that I always thought about is not, oh wow, no. just uh, I always thought about, oh, be careful. It could happen to me too. So just like stars, the tail can um, overtake the stars of heaven. So this passion, just by using the tail, he's able to defeat a lot of stars. And let us take a look at the second part of that verse. <laughs> Revelation chapter 12, verse 4b. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as he was born. Let's take a look at it in detail how the dragon has the passion to devour her child, the child of a woman. In There is one woman, the woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. And it represents the um, Mother Mary. They they thought it was Mother Mary, and other people also thought that it was the, the Israelites. And the third um, representation could also be the Church that is uh, perfect and who have received the glory from God. And it is written in Revelation in around about 1955 or 56. I thought, oh, the birth of the child from the mother Mary, it, it doesn't seem right. And when I thought about it, it couldn't have been the Israelites. But this mother probably represents 
the church of the churches of Christ that have received the glory of God that have been lost in the past, and it was lost in Eden Garden when Adam fell into sin. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this represents us. The, this woman represents the churches of God, and this woman has given birth to a child. There are so many false representations about the child. Seems like there's going to be a lot of. Uh, a lot of people that will have um, repentance. You can see how the dragon is stand, uh, standing before the woman and he was trying to eat the child as soon as he was born. There is a difference between devouring and also eating. So how come they didn't say to eat or to swallow? Don't they have the same meaning? Why didn't they write, oh, the dragon was about to eat that child, but to swallow the child? They both will end up uh, having the kid inside the dragon's tummy, right? But Wow. Imagine this. Gideon has swallowed his food. How can I swallow the food? It can be said as, I, eat, I ate the food. Because the dragon was so hungry that he just wanted to devour the child. What did the Bible say? Um, In verse 13, it says that the dragon persecuted the woman. Why is it said that he persecuted the woman? So when we see tiger and he was chasing after his food or his target, he would have uh, Go for it with such passion, right? When we look at first four, he has the the dragon had the focus to devour the child that was to be born. Satan has the passion to devour God's children. Make a note that this passion 
doesn't disappear. It is said in verse 6 that the, the child is going to rule all nations. And And her child was caught up to God and his throne. And in verse 6 it says, let's read verse 6 together. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. So the dragon, because he lost the child, so he changed his target. He changed and chased after the mother instead. And the mother is the represents the churches of God who have received the glory of God. So the devil has the passion to, to devour the mother as well. And in verse 6, it is said that the woman fled into the wilderness. It is said that, uh, let's take a look at who the dragon is. Verse 7 says that the dragon did not lose the passion, even though he has lost the child and the mother. He actually went to create a war in heaven. How amazing it would be that there is great union um, in within churches, but take a look at it. In the year 79, when I first came in this city, at that time, there was only one Christian uh, gathering, probably one or two. By that time, in Renwick, there was only one or two Indonesian churches back then. At that time, it was so quiet and it was still such a small gathering. But when I came back in around about 86 or 87, I can see that there was not that many churches. I met uh, a couple of um, pastors there, so I thought, oh, there were only a couple of um, a couple of them. I can see how that time. I said to my friends, we have the opportunity to bless this country if we're united, if we get together and to serve the Lord. We have the great opportunity to bring many to God. If our motivation is to serve the Lord, I believe that this city is too easy to be touched by God. To have that unity may seem to be difficult. If wealth has become our focus, 
we won't go anywhere. But if we is we are willing to become servant, there is always passion. So if we take a look at it, Indonesia was um, invaded by the Dutch. It was such a small. Um, the Dutch it was a small country, but our country is much bigger. But the the only problem was that our country was not un united. That's how we got defeated. Let us take a look at how the Satan has the passion. If there are among us who have been pressured and we're probably, you know, facing uh, redundancy, but we can say that if the devil is passionate, we have to be even more passionate. If the devil is passionate, then I have to be more passionate because the devil created war in heaven. Let's take a look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 8. But they did not prevail. They did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So make note of that. You may not know what I did, but at that time, the devil's office in heaven has been shut down. And who is that dragon? Who is that dragon? The great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. In first Revelation, uh, in verse nine. So the dragon was a serpent of old called the devil and Satan. So why is it that they use the word dragon? The only time that the word dragon came in the Bible was only in the book of Revelations. And remember how there was a serpent in the book of Genesis, how it caused the fall of Adam and Eve. That serpent has become a dragon in the book of Revelation.
see that little serpent became a massive dragon at the end. Tell your neighbor that we have to grow. We shouldn't just be um, satisfied by being successful. No, but we have to have growth in our life. And this is the fact. So if there is a dragon, if we were confused about where the dragon came from. Now you can understand who the dragon is and how it became a dragon. The seven became old but very experienced. In verse 9, the focus is to deceive the whole world. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, we shouldn't limit our workplace. Our workplace is supposed to be the whole world. So that's why God's commandment is for us to go to all the nations as having the target. So the devil has the passion to grow day by day and they're continuously growing. And now we can go back to verse 13 where we can see that the dragon realized it is hard to realize and people tend to be so proud once the dragon just realized oh wow I don't have access to heaven anymore and I can't go up there so they try to chase after the woman, chase after the child. So we shouldn't stop as being a Christian, but we have to continue to grow with the process how we become the churches of God. Brother, uh, all the fathers don't know how it, how painful it is to give birth, right? So, when I was waiting for my wife to give birth to my child in the year 1981, at that time I was waiting as a young father about to have a child. I was quite nervous, anxious, and when I found out that it was so amazing uh, you know the process of giving birth is that's how I just realized how we have to uh, really respect our parents it was so amazing and ever since then I continue to understand the weaknesses of my parents how the woman who gave birth has been chased after by the dragon but take a look at verse 14 this is how the woman got, uh, escaped it says that she might fly into the wilderness to her place but the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place 
where she is nourished for a time and times, and half a time, from the presence of the serpent. So you can see how, in verse fourteen, that the woman could not be caught by the dragon because the woman was given two wings of a great eagle. It represents the power of God's churches. This is the strength that has been symbolized with the great eagle's、um, wings. We shouldn't just stand with just one wing. We can see that there is great power within the word of God, but without the Spirit, it wouldn't work. We have to become church who we can't just focus on the Spirit all the time. But if we don't base it on the word of God, then it wouldn't work. So this is the great power that we have. The great wings that will enable us to fly and to be protected by God. This strength needs to be looked after, and we have to learn to understand the Word of God. But we know that、uh, how important it is to grow in the Spirit. So the word of God and a combination of the Spirit will enable us to get away from the dragon, even though the dragon has such passion to go after the people of God. So let us all maintain the word of God. Continue to be hunger of God's word. And let the Spirit of God to continue to guide our lives. When I read this, how the woman escaped and nourished for a time and times, or and half a time from the presence of the serpent, I just realized that at the end of these days, there are so many people who guessed a lot of things. It says that we can nourish a time and times and half a time. In verse five, it is said that there's one thousand two hundred and sixty days. Okay. 
And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blemishes, and he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. I won't speak about this, but I wanted to move on to verse fifteen because God's churches fly with the two great wings. Revelation chapter twelve, verse fifteen says, "So the servant spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood." So. So the servant spewed water out of his mouth like a flood. After we are all we are all eagles of God. So let's take a look at. The fact that um, this passage might be um, interpreted differently, but it it shows that there is going to be a a lot of flood that that will not uh, make us alive, but will uh, cause death. But may us all be guided by God. In learning the correct、um, word of God, along with the spirit of God, so if we take a look at it, this dragon is quite amazing, isn't it? You can imagine that the target was the child that was going to be born, right? And then, because, and then moved on to the mother, and then he. Failed to get the mother. He caused a war in heaven, and that's why he was casted out of the heaven. And then let's take a look at verse sixteen. Verse sixteen says, "But the earth helped the hu、uh, the woman." And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. So the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Sometimes you might feel, "Oh, I have followed God, I have believed in God, and I'm sure that my life is、uh, is saved." And I'm pretty sure that my life will be good and comfortable. But take a look at that. The dragon is so passionate to swallow churches. The dragons don't care about 
the churches that has a process of being righteous. But once we become real Christians, the dragon has the importance to um, to make us fail, and we need to be more passionate because the more we love God, the more we are being loved by the dragon. The more we are being loved by God, and the more we love God. Um, if we love uh, money, then the dragon don't really care about it. But if we truly love God, then the dragon will chase after us. And even so, we'll take a look at how the dragon, even though he tried to chase after us, take a look at verse 17, that there is not even a power, a uh, dragon's power that can defeat the woman. Among those flood, you can see that there is always a solution that God gives to the woman. The earth actually opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood. Following God, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're uh, will be free of problems, but we will have solutions to our problems. There are always uh, temptations, and I, I thought, ah, oh, without all those uh, temptations, I felt like I live comfortably. But if we're truly following God, make note of this: don't be afraid, because even though you've got many problems, there are always going to be miracles and I want us all to take a look at verse 17 let us all read it out together and the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have testimony of Jesus Christ so highlight this part it is said that right to the end the dragon does not stop and doesn't give up those young ones who have been rejected don't give up those of you who still have not found a job yet don't give up because we can see clearly how the dragon was enraged. The dragon was enraged with the woman. So you can imagine he did not give up, but he was so upset. You can imagine. See, the child has been lost, the woman, uh, the mother has been lost, and then thereafter, the rest of her offspring. So the, there are, the offspring are divided into two. The first group of offsprings are uh, 
the the five um, brides that are, that are not smart. When we um, we have to be passionate to our Jesus because we can see that he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. And I just thought, where on earth did he get his energy from? Am I right? He focused on the child and he lost the mother too. And he still went after the offsprings. And the offsprings are divided into two groups. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God, the first group of offspring, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. These are the two groups of offsprings. And during rapture, the first group that continued to keep the commandments of God, the law of God, we know how you know how strict they were with the law and the second group of people who have the testimony of um, Jesus Christ hopefully we're not his other offsprings but we are the ones that have been um, taken uh, to have the testimony of Jesus Christ today is an amazing day Hopefully, the message that we get from this passage will keep us being on fire and be passionate. Let us take a look at Job chapter 17. And This is our last passage. Job chapter 17, verse 1. My spirit is broken. My days are extinguished. The grave is ready for me. To me, my spirit is broken. My days are extinguished. The grave is ready for me. Those who want to go to the grave, uh, you can let your spirit to be broken. But let us all be passionate. Let us all bow our heads.